He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. No, no. Hmm. Seems like something was off there. If you're asking me, I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman, who cannot string. We, we've shown clip after clip. He cannot string more than a few words together. He's absolutely disastrous. And some are going to say out there, oh, Drew, that's, that's rough. You're being mean. He had a stroke. To which I would say, exactly. Exactly. He is not fit to run. Sorry. Not sorry. Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. If that is your state, you are not fit to run. If, if your state is what we showed, cognitive state, mental state, emotional state, all of those things, weeks ago with, with a string of other clips, you're not fit to be the senator representing a very important state, by the way, in Pennsylvania. That's just, that's just kind of how it works. Sadly, I don't know if it'll matter. We could have a tattooed man who wears hoodies. Nothing against hoodies. But just recently was being supported by his parents serving as the senator for the Democrat Party for Pennsylvania. I hope that's not the case. I do not like Dr. Oz, but I hope that he curb stomps the crap out of Fetterman. Can't, we cannot have people like that serving. All right. It's Tuesday. Damn glad to be with you guys today. Thank you guys so much for being here. Appreciate spending some time with you guys. I'm excited about it. We're going to be over on Locals this afternoon. For booze and banter, that's drewberkwist.locals.com. We've got plenty of stories we're going to get into over there, including a really strange one out of Spain. You'll understand when we get to it. But we'll talk about that. That's all coming up this afternoon. Get yourself an account. Again, drewberkwist.locals.com. That's where we're going to be. As I told you yesterday, obviously a storm coming into Florida. That's where we are in the free state of Florida down here. Um, so there's potential for some outages later in the week which could, of course, affect the studio. We'll, we'll let you know via social media and stuff like that. If for some reason we can't have a show, we're hoping just come on, Just come on over to me. Fly over to me. We'll do it from here. That just seems yeah. like a lot of work. I can't mean, we just, we can can we sharing, just have a break? We could be sharing this small little desk right here. <laughs> Perfect. That's just what I wanted. <laughs> Real close quarters. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see. Well, we'll, well hopefully we can, we can get it out. You know, obviously it's hitting the other side of the state, but there's some bands that are coming over to this side. This, the storm surge and the rain is still supposed to be kind of crazy. So we'll see well, yeah, what comes I was talking to, pe- talking to people about it. They're like, oh, it's only going to be Category 1 when it hits. I said, yeah, but before it hits, the outer bands are going to be Category 4 bands. You know, So like the, the state's getting, getting hammered. hammered. You know, well, regardless. the problem is, is then it slows down off the, the Gulf Coast yep. and just, you know, it slows it and just sits there <laughs> and just keeps rocking people. Now, there's some people... On that coast that I hope do get rocked. Uh, not you guys if you're in the audience. But <clears throat> there, there's a few. But 
but that's the problem with those those storms that way um anyways it is what it is we'll keep you posted on what's happening thoughts and prayers for the people there hopefully they've they've heeded their warnings and advice and guidance and whatnot and taking care of their homes and and family members and pets don't forget your pets unless it's a cat you can leave the cat but bring your dog definitely bring your dog all right let's get to question of the day shall we we kind of had a tough no win situation question yesterday it's kind of like that again today we're going to talk chris wallace later so we're going to work chris wallace into this question now you have to this is the scenario you have to listen to one failed cnn pundit i know there's more than just one or even these two but you've got to listen to more than one to listen to one of these failed CNN pundits for a commercial-free hour. Who do you choose? Programming from Brian Stelter or Chris Wallace? Hmm. Tricky. Tricky questions. Send in your response. We'll get to it. We'll discuss in just a second. My fellow Americans, if you've got an IRA, if you've got a 401k, a savings account, TSP, pension, any of those things, you should be well aware at this point that things are scary out there. This administration has printed more money in the past two years than the previous 100 years combined. Think about that. National debt hit a record of $30 trillion. Inflation, the highest we've seen since 1982. It's crazy. I wish we could all go back to the 80s. Life would be so much better. Better music. Get neon work back 82. in. Yeah, just, yeah this, just not 82, apparently, because yeah, that wasn't a good year. But only <laughs> it's only a matter of time, y'all, before the house of cards comes crashing down. If you've got retirement savings, your money could be at serious risk. And you need to talk to my friends over at Gold Co. to see how you can protect your retirement with gold and silver before it's too late. Go to Drew Loves Gold. You can see it on the, on the screen there, drewlovesgold.com. They will give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualifying account. You will be protected. Everyone wins. That's drewlovesgold.com. Get on over there. Do the smart thing. Take care of yourself. Take care of that hard-earned retirement savings that you've got. Okay, question of the day. Question of the day, and then we'll get into some stories, one of which includes Chris Wallace. Okay, what are the answers? Melinda, neither one. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't play that game. I love you. Thanks for being here. But you got to give us one. Just pick one. Minnie Trout says, Stelter makes me laugh. I choose Stelter. Pansophical Lighthouse, which is always one of the most interesting names that I see here. Definitely Mr. Wallace. Can't stand Humpty Dumpty. Only if I can have a large Long Island iced tea beforehand, Drew. Fair enough. That actually sounds amazing. Let's yeah, get yeah, a, exactly. um, yeah. <laughs> let's get those around the house. Um, there's, I, never mind. I'm not going to go into it because it would incriminate someone um, that may or may not listen to the show. I don't, I don't know if, if she does or not. But <clears throat> so, um, but it's a, it's a good Long Island iced tea story. Okay, what other answers we got? Stacy says Wallace. I'd have to do a shot every five minutes for either of them, says Lisa. Yeah, I you know, I feel you. I feel you. Jared was some. Hey, Drew, get an ammo supplier to help us get a discount. You can get some over on Mammoth Nation. You can do there's lots of there's lots of things you can do. But we'll, we'll, you're talking about a we've, sponsor for the show. Let's get one. Yeah, we we've been we've we've reached out to a few, yet to hear back. But we're we're gonna keep going. We've tried it before, and so we will keep trying. Yeah. You know. I mean, look, if we'll I could have a no sponsor, because usually sponsors, if I'm just being fully transparent with you guys, usually sponsors hook up hosts and influencers with some of their product. I would love to to I, be exactly. showered with brass. <laughs> I would I would film a video of it pouring over top of me. I would be shaking my non-existent hair. And like, but then it cuts to the side and you're like, ow, ow, yes. oh. 
Johan says I would yeah. just mute them both. Wallace, maybe he'll fall asleep. Fair point, Scott. That's a fair point. Um, I don't watch fake news. Yeah, neither do I, Michael, but it's that's the point of the question. Ting Ting says Stelter just to hear his girly voice. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> Kathy also says Wallace because he might fall asleep in the middle. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the um the best way to go. Uh, my sense is this. My sense is also Stelter too, because as much as they're both smug, arrogant douchebags, and I hate them both, Wallace at least would give me entertainment. Or excuse me, Stelter would give me entertainment value, whereas Wallace will not. He's just boring and and no fun whatsoever. Stelter yeah. thinks he's great. He thinks he's smart. So it's kind of like like watching AOC. I remember a long time ago we did a question about who you'd go on a date with AOC or this other person. I chose AOC because it's like. This would be entertaining. Like, everything you're going to say is going to make me want to vomit. And I don't vomit. I've vomited like four times in my life. Maybe five. I don't do it. But, but these people, they make me want to. But I would choose him because of just how ludicrous some of the things that he would say. And how he would think that we could communicate and be on the same page when someone like Stelter, who's not even really a human being, can't communicate with other people. Yeah, and for me though, I go to the when I first see them. What's my gut instinct when I see Stelter? I want to punch him in the face. So yeah, like so that's why you're choo you're choosing him because of that, or no? I think I'm not choosing. You're him. choosing Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, because like I could at least like I, I there, there's no like initial like Ugh, you know to seeing his face, and then I could just drown him out. That's Fair. fine. Fair. Stelter, even if I've drowned him out, I'm still looking at his face, and then I just I want to punch something or someone or him. So, <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what Howard just said. I'm going with Wallace. Stelter, Stelter makes me want to hurt people. <laughs> he just does that. By He's way, got I, that kind of a face. I got the um, the notification for the YouTube show today. What? No. Yeah. Who would have thought? Tech tyrants <laughs> wouldn't do that. They wouldn't <laughs> share the good word. They did. Sons of bitches. Why well, I if they would just do that every day, maybe we'd uh <laughs> Yeah we'd be yeah. in a very different situation now. Um Okay. Let's get into Chris Wallace here just for a second. So Chris Wallace obviously had a successful career riding his dad's coattails before he joined Fox News. And then after 17 years at Fox News, decided to leave abruptly in the wake of the events of January 6th, which was his kind of virtue signaling way of telling all of his Upper East Side friends. That he was just, look, I'm just a down-the-road, middle-of-the-road journalist, but I cannot, I cannot stand by quietly and be a part of such an organization that would turn a blind eye and gloss over a day like January 6th, which was undoubtedly worse than 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. His words, not mine. We're making this up for those of you listening the first time. That's not exactly how I feel uh, at all. But he left, you know, he, he did his virtue signaling. I just can't be a part of this anymore. Joined CNN, got a show on CNN Plus, which, which literally lasted like hours. The thing was an absolute disaster. Like disappeared faster than a dish of beef chow mein in front of Anna Navarro. Just gone. Absolutely gone. Bye-bye, sayonara. And after it was canceled, CNN Plus was canceled, you, he hung out for a bit. Chris did. And then he eventually got this, this show. He was collecting a paycheck still. He's Chris Wallace. They're, they're going to they're gonna take care of him because they think that he's great and, and whatever. He's not. But 
he last this past weekend he came back with a show and the problem is is no one watched it i mean the ratings were awful they were so typical of the of the current day cnn ratings that we've seen and talked about frankly for about two years now certainly this last year but according to this report from radar online his highly touted highly anticipated to again the four viewers watching show called who's talking to chris wallace racked up only forty three thousand eight hundred viewers in the key 25 to 54 age demo and just four hundred and one thousand total viewers during his show which aired at the 7 p.m eastern hour prime time those are terrible ratings you guys terrible ratings again i'm not flubbing myself up back when youtube didn't digitally rape me every day episodes would do more than that on youtube just on just on youtube not not all the platforms combined just on youtube then of course they realized that i love america and serve this country and certainly that puts me in the threat category How so dare we were, you yeah we were suppressed greatly <laughs> bigly um and now might as well not even have an account over there but 401,000 at 7 p.m on cnn what's maybe more concerning is that there's 43,000 in that key demo of 25 to 54 males watching a show on Sunday when football's on. And you could do, you could say, well, I mean, maybe 43,000 out of, you know, whatever percentage the pop, I forget the male to female ratio, but out of 331 million plus, whatever the amount of males is 43,000, not bad. That's an acceptable level of dorks. I don't, I don't know. There's 162.4 million males. Okay. So that math is decent. Still disappointing, but decent, right? In comparison, though, you had Trey Gowdy, like him or not, who hosted Sunday Night in America with Trey Gowdy, pulled in more than triple, more than triple of what Chris Wallace did over on CNN. 1.3 million. Also doubled Wallace's numbers in that key demo of 25 to 54. Instead of 43,000, he had 78,000 in that, in that demo category. But also, Trey has a more um, manageable voice. Like, like, he could say pots and pans, and it would be an interesting thing for him to, you know. Do we have a clip a of him voice. saying that? I, no, I don't. Okay, damn it. Okay. <laughs> we, we should find it, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> his voice, like, anytime he spoke when he was, you know, you, you, you know on Capitol Hill, it was always like, I just want to listen to this guy read the read the the dictionary this would be fantastic that's al michaels for me that's al michaels for me yes um, oh al michaels every day yes <sighs> sweet that's never mind i'm not gonna go down that path uh but the bottom line is is the show is not done well not off to a good start his and his tenure over at cnn not off to a good start and and literally no i mean no one watches that network anymore what i'm really curious about is just who the hell even are those people who watch that? Because there's not many. There's not many at all. But I thought it was worth celebrating. It was worth celebrating, and we will celebrate in perpetuity the fact that Brian Stelter was fired from CNN, lost his, his show. I should say lost his show, not fired from CNN. Amazing. Of course, now he's landing at Harvard and going to be teaching classes on democracy, something that we're not. But... <clears throat> It's good and worth celebrating and, and mentioning the fact that Chris Wallace is struggling over there because he's a colossal douche. 
Oh, see, I thought the fellowship he had over there at, at uh, Harvard was um, was just to do research. I didn't know he was going to be teaching. It's going to be like panel discussions where he talks about threats to democracy and the role of the media and stuff like this. So it's it, it's so not that, like teaching different. as much as it, he's like a he's like a guest. You know, yeah, it must be it must be like a special dispensation or something because when you when I read the definition of what the the fellowship was that he got, it was more just like you're studying, you're here studying, that's it. <laughs> you know, so he must got some special thing going on because he's Brian Stelter. He's Brian Stelter. Is he? Will it be mandatory that he dresses from the waist up? I have not seen their pants and down uh, their waist and down policies. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Um, so the Braves, this typical story of the Democrats here, right? The Atlanta Braves, who won the World Series, were at the White House yesterday, as is customary for major sports leagues team, not the WNBA. They probably go too because they got to placate to them, but no one cares about them. But major sports leagues, you know, the winner of the Stanley Cup or the World Series or the Super Bowl, they show up and they are celebrated at the White House, regardless of who's in 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 power. And so they're there to meet with the supposed president, Joe Biden, where, of course, they hand him a, a Braves jersey in this case, which is, again, customary. And I'm sure during that exchange, although we don't have it on camera, Joe told a lie about he once struck out Babe Ruth, hit a home run off Satchel Page, some <laughs> other BS like that. You know, like a, Jack. I used to play stickball with Babe Ruth. Do you yeah. Know? <laughs> no, uh, no, you didn't, Mr. President. Um, Sorry. And then he challenged him to a push-up contest. That's just how things go. Come on, Jack. But as this is happening, in the press room, you had a Karen reporter ask this of KJP. L listen to this conversation that, that took place as the Braves were there. Um, the president hosting the Atlanta Braves today. Wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some of the controversial, mm -hmm. about the team name, the Braves name, the so-called Tomahawk Shop. Any thoughts on, on that? So look, we, we believe that it's important um, to have this conversation, uh, you know, and uh, and Native American and Indigenous voices, uh, they should be at the center of this conversation. Uh, that is something that the president believes. That's something that this administration believes, and he has consistently emphasized that all people deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. You hear that often uh, from this president. The same is true here, and we should listen to Native American and Indigenous people who are the most impacted uh, by this. And the Native American and indigenous people, by the way, are A-OK -okay in terms of surveys and percentages with, with all of these names that keep getting changed. But of course that was the question. Of course that came up. Ban the name. Braves, ban it. It's got to go. It's got to go. No more Redskins. No more Cleveland Indians. You know why? Because all liberals do is destroy. They, they, they cannot create anything other than division and anger and envy. But like I said, they've, they've accomplished their goal with the Redskins, who I will always call the Redskins. Their new name is gay. Just not good. New uniforms are, that's not, this is not a good situation. Don't get me going there. Cleveland Indians. Now the Guardians, come on. Well, you know, what's crazy is I had to do some research on this, but... Boston used to own the Braves way, way back in the day. And when they lost in the World Series, I believe to 
the Yankees, they, and they had a horrible season or whatever, they changed it to the Boston Bees. Hmm. And then, like, they the, sold like it. a bumblebee? Like, zzz. yeah, 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 like the bees. Yeah, That's like not the good. Bumblebees. Yeah, the Boston Bees. And then <clears throat> it, the team moved from Boston to Milwaukee and they became the Milwaukee Braves. I actually met one of the uh, former pitchers of the Milwaukee Braves, Gene Conley. He passed away recently, but he's Gene Conley was a pitcher for the. Milwaukee Braves and also a backup center to the Celtics. And in the same year, he won the World Series and the NBA Finals in the same year. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, but then from Milwaukee, they moved to Atlanta, you know. And so, but right. it's just, you know, nothing, nothing in here talks about the only reason why they dropped it in the first place wasn't because of, you know, oh, it being, you know, ra- a racial thing or whatever. It's just, no, they, they just thought the Braves had a bad name behind them because of bad luck. So they changed it to the Bees. And like you said, no one, no Native American, no Indian, no, no one there is being like, I'm offended by the Braves, you know, <laughs> like no, no one's, no. no one's upset about it. And I did also too, uh, uh, the Braves did come out and said, we are not changing the name. Like it's not. Damn happening. straight. They better not look. I, and I'm not a Braves fan, but if, if you live in the Jacksonville area, like just the, the, this part of the South in general, you know, Jacksonville is damn near Georgia anyways, but like you're, that's where most people cheer for that. The most people are Braves fan. I grew up in Minnesota, so that's, that's not who I cheer for, but like, but good for them stand your ground man stand your ground like absolutely it's it's so ridiculous but the problem is is marxists have to destroy history because if they don't destroy history they can't create their own narrative which by the way cannot be questioned you shall not question what we tell you the 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 game plan is but what happens with all these things and it seems like oh it's not a big deal the redskins changed their name the indians changed their name they're asking for the brave to change their name but it, it really is because when you look at it collectively, it's death by a thousand cuts and all of our institutions are little by little collapsing in real time. You've got purges happening in local law enforcement, the military, federal law enforcement. And now they have their sights set on another sports team, which shouldn't matter. But again, collectively all together, it does. When you put it all together, it very much does. And that's why you can't negotiate with these guys. They have to just be defeated straight up. Because they don't compromise. They always talk about it would be great if we could get some support from our friends across the aisle. Shut up. Like you you when's the last time you actually did that? Or even sought that for real? Like you don't. You you want 100% it's 100% compliance or bust. That's who they are. And they just chip 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 away until they get everything they wanted to begin with. And Ginger's right. The left is offended for the minorities. Yes, they are. They're ashamed. The minorities. minorities, Yeah, they're they're. It's like, oh, I'm I'm offended for you, you know. And you know, my favorite response was a few years back. Is when the Chicago Blackhawks were approached. You need to change your name, and they came out with this beautiful post. The reason why we became the Blackhawks is because the owner wanted to support them way back in the day. You know, back when the original teams were made. And we're still standing that day. We will educate the community and, and the hockey community and also the community in Illinois about the Blackhawk Indians and who they are and everything. And it's, it's incredible. Like they chose to do it the right way and come out and say, here's the information about them and why we support them and why we will not change the name. Cause it would be more offensive to change it than it would be to keep it. Right. You know, and it just, it was uh you know, that's how I feel like these teams should come out unless the Braves look, Oh, let's just be the Braves, you know, <laughs> you know, like then I get it. But when a team is sat behind a community, backed them up and said, no, this is why we, you know, we're 
sticking with the original name because of this is why they did it in the first place. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah. And, take, and even if not, if it's not back like that, oh, it's the Braves. But, oh, well, hey, well, then take that opportunity to then teach everyone about who the Braves were and what they did. And yeah. show it as, like, dude, don't just cave. Why cave? Well, then, that's then what the, they do. That's what the they Atlanta do. Bees. The Atlanta Bees? The Atlanta Bees? No, no, no. That's when you just shut Atlanta down peaches? the operation. The Atlanta Peaches. What else are they known for? Praline pecans. They got great praline they got, pecans. They do have good pecans. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> they got a really big woman who they seem to love there who loves eating all those things named Stacey Abrams. She imagine what she's probably eating right now and like the slurping noise that she's probably making. Nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna mm. mute you. Please Put, let's just stop. <laughs> nope. Put that in your heads, people. Uh, okay. <laughs> Make sure you like and, and before you leave after that comment, please hit that like button on the way out. Uh, we're just kidding. Please stick around. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. Hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed on whichever platform you're on. We are so grateful you're here. If you continue to share the content, engage in the chat, whichever room you're in, all of that helps push back against big tech. And then, folks, please head on over to MyPillow.com. Really, really appreciate you guys doing that because it is a win-win-win for all of us. You get your best night's sleep. You support an American company, and you support the show in the process. They're great friends and partners of our show. They're adding new products all the time, awesome products. We've got so much of it at our house. I, I can't. It would take too long to list it all out, but we love all of it, whether it's the slippers, the mattress toppers, the sheets, the towels, the blankets, you name it, pajamas. Dog beds. Get on over there. It's MyPillow.com. You can use promo code Drew to save up to 66%. Again, it's MyPillow.com. Use promo code Drew to save up to 66%. Did I see they have, like, those, like, full-body, like, pillows that you can, like, cuddle? I think they do. I think they do. I don't have one of those, full transparency. You don't? I don't. You don't? Oh, I don't. See, I thought I'm not going to lie. I, I, look, you guys, I wear it all on my <laughs> sleeve. I'll tell you the truth. Um... But they've they've got a ton. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Get on there and let's confirm it. As you're doing that, (laughs) we just talked about how it's 100% compliance or bust with the Democrats and how they're hateful and how they change the rules and how they hate you in this country. Talk about that every day. It's disappointing, but it's true. But the Democrats have received their talking point, their marching orders as the midterms come up, and it's one that they keep regurgitating over and over and over again, and that's that. MAGA Republicans and really just conservatives in general are extremists. And that's all they have. And that's all they're running with right now, less than two months away from the election. Again, I think they're going to talk about here shortly as it pertains to Florida specifically, how, how DeSantis didn't do a good enough job. He's, gonna, he's doing a great job. He's going to do a great job in response to the hurricane. But they control the levers in the media, so they're going to spin that, that tale to try and slander him. It won't be enough. But collectively across the board, it's you, me, the rest of us are extremists and we're threatening the democ- our democracy, which again, we are not. But they realize, the Dems do, that Americans are waking up and understanding more and more by each passing day that Democrats are the ones who wrecked the economy, who want endless wars, want to devalue the dollar, want to make people dependent solely on the government. And punished, by the way, those who don't agree with them. Here's what Keisha Lance Bottoms had to say. Her name sounds like an actress from an 80s sitcom, by the way. If, if that's what you're thinking, you were right. It totally does. Anyway, here's her quote. I'm going to read it. There is a MAGA Republican agenda that gives no consideration to the rule of law. 
that has no respect for a woman's right to choose, that wants to defund the FBI. There is a MAGA Republican agenda that thought it was okay to attack our nation's capital on January 6th. By the way, <laughs> Keisha, this is the same FBI that spied on Martin Luther King and tried to frame him for crimes, just as a reminder. You got a short memory. But she went on. I think it will always be important to call out any effort there is to destroy, essentially destroy, the United States of America. President Biden has been very clear he wants to work in a bipartisan effort. Not true. He has worked in a... This is just... I'm just reading her quote. She repeats it. He has worked in a bipartisan effort. He's been able to get things done on behalf of our country. But when you have a mega Republican agenda that has no respect for the Constitution, that has no respect for free and fair elections, then it is important for all of us, not just the president, not just me, but for all of us to call it out for what it is. And to all of that, I would say she is absolutely out of her fucking mind. That is insane. These people want to destroy America. They always have. They started the Civil War. We could stop there, but it continues. I mean, these guys, Biden in particular, like Biden collectively across the board, Democrats, never work in a bipartisan way. It's their way or the highway. That's always how it is. And they say that we don't respect the Constitution. They don't even understand what the Constitution says. They ignore it all the time. All, literally, two things they always talk about is we, we respect the Constitution. Again, they don't understand what it is. We love and want to defend America, but their policies and edicts completely go against what they're saying. It's, it's clear as day. They hate it. And they always cry, by the way, about elections when they don't win. They talk about 2020 and how Republicans won't get over it when obviously there was problems with it. But the other ones that were legit, if it, you still have Hillary Clinton whining about it. You still have Stacey Abrams in between bites talking about it. She's just a, Keisha's just another lying Democrat who hates America, wants to burn the country down and start it over. So remember that when they say, I love America, they love the America that they have in their mind that they're trying to get to, that no one, and I mean no one should want, including Democrats. Then there was another Dem strategist who, Kurt Berdella, who I, I should say fancies himself as a Democrat strategist, even though no one has literally up until yesterday heard of who this guy was. But he put out this tweet saying, how long until Republicans start floating policies to impose a dress code on women? To which I would say he also did not put a question mark at the end of his, his statement. So grammar police coming in here, as well as just someone who's going to say how, how ridiculous and absurd his notion is. But <clears throat> one of our favorites, Christina Pushaw, who works for America's governor, Ron DeSantis, responded to Kurt's tweet saying, the only people calling to mandate face coverings are Democrats, which is true. She's right. And we're at the point when Democrats say Republicans want to do, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever that phrase is for the day. They really are talking about themselves. They are projecting with every topic that is out there right now. Except when it comes to murdering your unborn child, then they, they want you to do that so you can get back to work. But, but like, literally, think, I mean, with all their talking points, Everything that's a, a part of their narrative and their agenda right now, 
almost all of it is them calling us what they are. And it's been that way for the last six years. You guys are racist. Nope. You guys are, though. You guys are fascist. Nope. You guys are, though. You guys are totalitarian. Trump is an authoritarian, and so are his supporters. No, not even close. But you guys are. <clears throat> the Twitter world wasn't done responding to Kurt's tweet, though. You had Mary Margaret Olihan of the Daily Signal tweeted, what is a woman, which is a fair question to a Democrat these days. The responses are going to vary in what you're going to get. You've got the same guy, Kurt Barbell, who has claimed that the GOP is a domestic terrorist cell. I can tell you, I worked in counterterrorism my whole adult life. I know this topic very well. And that would not be an accurate description. Are there some wingback, crazy-ass people out there? Yes, absolutely. Speci specifically and especially on your side, Kurt. But uh, look, this guy is just... They're just an, he's, he's another American-hating communist, which we're getting more and more of. But what's so funny about this talking point, Kurt's talking point, Leisha and her talking point, Biden said it, KJP has said it, is uh, it, it's, it's honestly more of a question for me to, to them and just to humanity out there. Do the Democrats really think that calling half of the country terrorists and white supremacists is a winning strategy? I, I just, I don't get the logic in that. And cl the, the clear answer, by the way, I don't really need an answer, is no, it's not. But they're so desperate that it's all they have left. This is all they've got. Their ideas suck. Their policies have all failed and are crushing Americans, regardless of who they vote for. It's just, man, it's, it's, it's a sad thing to see. Well, that guy is a big country music star, a country music lover, not star, but a country music lover. Is the, uh, you know, everyone like puts links to their websites on the Twitter page. His yeah. goes to the morning hangover. If you love country music, you need to read our daily must-read tip sheet. Check out The Morning Hangover on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. He probably likes, like, yeah. Sam Hunt and stuff like that. That's not really country. Like, but I'm just saying, that's, just, that's the... I was like, oh, let me check out his uh, his uh, website or whatever. I was like, oh, The Morning Hangover. Oh, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not even his website. This is, like, someone else's website. Or maybe maybe he helps with it, but it's that's where it leads to. You'd think if he's a you know a strategist, he'd have a website or something that would show what he's doing or what his focuses are. Yeah. <clears throat> but like you said, no one knew who he was until, you know, a few days ago. Yeah. I, I, you, know, you know, I mean, Hey, he has 172,000 followers. Now he's got a decent, I I'm joking. He's got, he's clear. Yeah. No one does really know who he is, but he's got a decent amount of followers. They could yeah. be bought and paid for. They could. Oh, a hundred. Well, and that's the thing is like all the stuff that he's doing, he's just retweeting stuff, whether it's a Republican or Democrat. And then just, you know, puts the Democratic slant on it, you know, like, you know, Republicans hate babies. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> it's tired. It's lazy, but it's all they got. Again, it's all they got. But this was interesting. Yep. So <clears throat> you could see this in the title. Right. And we've talked about Ray Epps a lot. We're not going to go deep into this today. There's really no need to. We've done it a million times. We've seen the footage of him there. 
We've talked about the evidence of his involvement with the events of January 6th, all of that stuff. But this is, this is yesterday on the Hill. You had Jamie Raskin, who's a little bitch. And Thomas Massey, Massey excuse me, asked Raskin if there were transcripts of the Ray Epps interview. And listen to this completely absurd, unhinged response from Raskin. Take a listen. Um, Mr. Epps was in front of the January 6th committee, and we were told that a transcript of his interview would be released, but it's never been released. And I wondered, was he sworn None in? of the transcripts have been released, so you don't need a conspiracy theory about that. We haven't well, released any of them. Were you present when he was interviewed? That would give me No, time. I was not. I was not. We've done more than a thousand interviews. You guys are trying to make this poor schmuck who showed up to your protest into something a lot bigger than he is. Okay? He's just trying to survive, and he's on your side. You don't have many voters left. You might want to try to hang on to them without demonizing and vilifying your own people. That's the Donald Trump way. Sell everybody else down the road. Unless you're going to get a pardon. Some people are still hanging around waiting for their pardon. But... Most people have opened their eyes about what he's done to our country, what he's done to his family. Have you guys ever read the book by Mary Trump about the way that Donald Trump has absolutely destroyed their family, wrecked her father's life? They do it to family. They do it to friends. They do it to their own associates and employees. And now you guys are doing it to this poor Ray Epps. Leave that guy alone, whoever he is. I yield back to Ms. Garcia. <laughs> Whoever he is. What? I love that he goes to the Mary Trump book, too. Seriously. I, look, Jamie's lying as usual. He's the schmuck. He's the douche nozzle. He's all those things. You guys are saying it there, too. And he, I mean, he can't even stop from smiling when he's referring to the FBI's January 6th asset, or one of them, I should say. The one who, at the end, he claims are whoever this guy is. But you know why he's doing it. You know what? they're doing here the democrats raskin all of his buddies and some of the, the republicans too by the way is they're trying to make ray epps into a victim because that's the game the democrats play the same ray epps who again we've discussed ad nauseum on the show said on several occasions that protesters had to go into the capitol encouraged people to to push against law enforcement officers, push through barricades. We, it was all in footage. Other people were arrested for way less than what Ray did. And again, I'm not saying that was a good day for America. It wasn't. It's not what the left says it is either. But there's a reason it was bad, because it was intended to be bad. This is a guy who was on the wanted list and then was taken off and has now had no charges, no problem whatsoever. Living free somewhere out in Arizona, if he's still there. And the story that he drove to listen to Trump speak, the Ray Epps, he's just some guy from Arizona who drove to listen to Trump speak. I don't know why I'm saying it that way. That's not how Arizona speak. But, but <laughs> the dude, he never went to any Trump speeches. Just like the pipe bomber and the people who were filming the reverse angle of the protesters making their way into the Capitol. This whole thing is just such garbage. But the reason they're making comments like that is, is twofold. They, one, want to make him a victim. And then, two, they want to slide him off the discussion table 
and make everyone forget discussing it because it's a damning story for them. And someone said it earlier in one of the chats. I don't remember which one it was or your name. I apologize. But they said, I hope that if, if, if the GOP gets control back, that they call him in. And I hope they do too. But, but do we really think anything's going to happen at this point? I, look, I, I'm hoping for the best, but prepared for the worst. I just don't see it happening. But he does, as Charlene says, he needs to be discussed. And there's talk out there about, oh, he's getting people together saying, anyone who's talked about him, we're coming after you because it's not fair the way you guys are. How about this? How about we all just like everything else with the election, with COVID, how about we just air out all the laundry? Let's get it out there. Let's talk about it. And in your case, prove your innocence. It's not going to happen. But people will stop talking when when we can actually talk about it and other people are talking about it. that, that will, that will help people move on from the issue. But again, the Dems don't want to do that. It's just tuck it, tuck it away, tuck it away. Nothing to see here. There's nothing to see. And if it was true that he really had nothing in, you know, Oh, you know, like, Oh, that poor schmuck and you know, everything cool. Well, then if it's not a big deal, let's just get him in here and talk. Exactly. Cause, cause then it'll look bad on me for pushing to have him here. And I would, I would say that I would say that put me on the line. And if there's nothing that comes from it, awesome. But at least, you know, what? why? Why not Why not turn that stone over? And I love that the day that they decide to start talking about Ray Epps, not like they just started, but they're bringing it up. No one is there. <laughs> well, no one shows up to any hearings anymore in D.C. Are you kidding? The whole, it's, I, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, Rashida Tlaib was laying into all the bank executives the other day. She didn't even have the courtesy to show up or respect to show up. Yeah, it was all on uh, Skype or whatever. It was all on the... <laughs> Why do I have a picture of a potato? Uh, uh, someone asked on the on the set here. I, I oh. assume you're referring to Joe Biden's because <laughs> it's it's Gold Co., a great sponsor of ours, protecting people's retirements and investments. And one of the biggest reasons everyone needs to protect their investments is because of that douche who's on the screen. Um, it just is what it is. It's a it's a it's a reminder. It's a reminder. All right. So Kristen Cinema, who's pretty decently hot for a Democrat, might I say. Was that not like not like crazy, but just just you know reasonably so? Was asked about the filibuster, which she's pushed back against changing multiple times. Thank God, she was asked about it again. Here was her response. It's kind of long, but take a listen. In your talk, but can you expound on why you hold such support for the filibuster, especially when many others in your party have opposing views? That's such a great question, Madeline. You know, Senator McConnell mentioned this in his opening remarks, and I mentioned it in, in my remarks as well. The danger of eliminating the 60-vote threshold is that the Senate becomes the House. And I remind everyone, I, I left the House and ran for the Senate for a reason. <laughs> I remember my early years, I, I served for uh, six years in the House of Representatives. I remember being so frustrated during those six years because it felt like every time there was a big bipartisan solution that needed to happen, the Senate just kind of came up with a solution and then gave it to the House and we just ate it. And um, that's why I ran for the Senate. Yeah. I thought, wait a second, they're doing the work. The reality is, is that if you were to eliminate the 60 vote threshold in the Senate, the Senate would become like the House, smaller, older, but basically like the House. And the, the trouble with that is that, you know, the House with elections every two years representing a smaller group of, of voters by each House, um, they really represent the passions of the moment in the political, in the political spectrum. So as you all know, Control changes between the House and the Senate every couple of years. It's likely to change again in just a few weeks, right? 
Um, and so when the House passes legislation, it represents that kind of rapidly shifting, is that, everything's fine, right? Great. <laughs> Not everyone likes me, so just check it, you know? Um, so so the, the House passes legislation that represents the passions of the moment, and that's what it was designed to do when our forefathers created the House. They wanted a body that represented the passions of Americans at the moment. But they tend to be a little bit over eager. So when Republicans are in control, they pass a little bit of crazy legislation. And when the Democrats are in control, they pass a little bit of crazy legislation. And the job of the Senate is to cool that passion. You know, there's a saying that uh, the House is the cup of hot tea, and the Senate is the saucer in which you cool that tea. The Senate was designed to be a place that moves slowly, to cool down those passions, to think more strategically and long-term about the legislation before us. And most importantly, it was designed to require comedy, to require people to compromise and work together so the legislation we pass represents the viewpoints of a broad spectrum of the country, not just the passion of the moment. And so while it is frustrating as a member of the minority in the United States Senate, and equally frustrating as a member of the majority, right? Because you must have 60 votes to move forward. That frustration represents solely the short-term angst of not getting what you want. And those of you who are parents in the room know that the best thing you can do for your child is to not give them everything they want, right? And that's important to the United States Senate as well. We shouldn't get everything we want in the moment because later, upon cooler reflection, you recognize that it has probably gone too far. So the importance of the 60 vote threshold is to ensure that no one gets everything they want, that you compromise, that you find that middle ground, and by doing so, you're much more likely to pass legislation that stands the test of time, that will not be reversed when the next party gains power. That's the importance of the 60-vote threshold. It's become politicized intensely in recent years. Our last president wanted to eliminate it every couple of days. Our current president talks about it on Twitter all the time. They're both wrong. They're both wrong. Because if we were to give in to that moment of wanting just what you want, the reversal that would come in a year or two years would not only be bad for the American body, it'd be bad for businesses, it'd be bad for state and local governments, and it'd be bad for us as Americans to think that we should always feed our short-term desires rather than thinking about the long-term. So not only am I committed to the 60-vote threshold, I have an incredibly unpopular view. I actually think we should restore the 60-vote threshold for the areas in which it has been eliminated already. We should restore it. Yeah, not everyone likes that. Um, because it would make it harder. It would make it harder for us to confirm judges, and it would make it harder for us to confirm executive appointments in each administration. But I believe that if we did restore it, we would actually see more of that middle ground in all parts of our governance, which is what I believe our forefathers intended. Next question. Next question. All right, but look, so you don't have to like Kristen Sinema. She, I'm, I'm not some big fan of her either. She's at least moderate <clears throat> on a lot of fronts, not all of them. But she's right on a lot of things there. The rest of the insane lunatics in D.C. 
especially in her party. Rush just foolhardy. I mean, they know what they're doing, but still foolhardy in, into these decisions. But her her explanation on this and justification for her particular thought process on this and 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 views of how things should go are are right because liberals always act on emotion. And the filibuster is the only way to stop that. And if we, I'm telling you right now, if we did not have, and you could say it in, in reverse ways as well at different times in our past, but if we did not have it right now, we would be in a whole shit ton of trouble. I mean, look at all that has been done without having to meet that threshold. So I, I appreciate when people get things right, I appreciate it. I appreciate her stance on this. And I'd be willing, even though she's not on our team on most things, I'd be willing to trade for cinema. We'll give Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, some other rhino to be determined at a future date for cinema. She's more Republican on some issues than a lot of the people who are in, in the Senate right now, I can tell you that. But unfortunately, she's she's alone. Her party's been hijacked by the radical left, by the commies. They They are hell-bent on taking this country, not just their party, but this country, down a really, really treacherous path. As it stands now, she's in pretty good position to keep her seat, continue to get support from the DNC because she's reasonable for a Democrat. But <clears throat> eventually, it'll be interesting to see how this goes with her and the Democrat Party. because. These Marxists at some point will turn on her. They will turn on her. Her and Manchin, who have, and, and Manchin screwed us multiple times. Don't get me wrong when I talk about either of these two people. They have helped us and stood in the gap multiple times, helped us, meaning Americans, which is what it should be for everyone, not just this party versus that party. Again, that's where we are now, but it's, that's not how it should be. But they've helped on a couple key votes the last year and a half that have helped prevent catastrophe. But <clears throat> they, they, will, they will come for her. They will not take that much longer. Also, too, I would have accepted it for an answer for her is I like to filibuster because I like to talk. Because that was like a really long-winded answer, answer to get yeah. to where she needed to. <laughs> but, it, you know, but it was like she liked listening to herself. You know, yeah. it's the hot cup of tea and the saucer that cools. You know, it's like, okay, cool. Which, I'm by the way, on that it. point, I appreciate her stance on the filibuster. Don't let your tea cool. Drink your tea and your coffee hot. Don't put anything in it. Just just, just drink it. Drink it the way it's supposed to be. Um, that's personal preference, but that's that's it's called This Is My Show, so I can say that. Uh, okay, guys, we appreciate all of you being here today, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, if you're in your car on the podcast, any of those things, make sure you hit that like button on the way out. We appreciate you engaging, even for those of you who disagree with stuff. Thanks for coming to hang out and play. We wish everyone here well. Hope you have a great day. We'll plan to be here tomorrow as well. Hurricane, uh, you know, not getting in the way, hopefully tomorrow. It might, might Thursday, but we'll be on uh, Locals for Booze and Banter, DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. We'll see the rest of you tomorrow. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.